If you will, turn with me in your Bibles to um, Genesis chapter 3. Uh, I'm looking at a series on sin and uh, talking about um, what is sin, what are the sources of sin, and um, understanding sin can help us to overcome it in our lives. And uh, you know, a lot of times, <clears throat> um, as, as human beings, our tendency is to look at others' sin and not work inwardly at our own. But the Bible teaches us that all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Genesis chapter 3, I'm going to read verses 1 through 11 this morning. <clears throat> now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made, made themselves loincloths. And, he heard the, and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman you gave to be with me she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we just ask God that you would add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. When I look at this passage, I, I think about lots of things, but, and, and, but I also do an examination of humanity. Uh, the Bible is always this, you've you got to be able to uh, bridge two worlds, the Bible and, and the human world, what's going on today. And I, and I see a lot of sin going on today in, in our country. Um, lots of sin. Uh, you know, we, we think of um, all the violence that's happening uh, in our major cities and uh, how uh, the, the law seems to be skirted um, for the sake of whatever agenda is out there. Um, that there's, there, there's lawlessness in the streets of a lot of our major cities today <clears throat> because, because of agendas, because of politics. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure why uh, people don't want to um, stop crime or in, or in criminals, um, but it, we, that, that seems to be where we are today. And, and, and we look at those things and think how terrible. Or we look at uh, some of the things around us, some of the degradation. 
you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to watch, you know, TV nowadays <clears throat> because you get an endless, endless display of all forms of sexual immorality. And, uh, and, I, and I include, uh, you know, th th these gender identity things with the people are, are confused as, as to their identity anymore. All of those things we tend to look at and, and, and we see them daily on our news and, and on our screens and we think, you know, how, how wicked the world has become. When really and truly, we need to be not just looking at the world and, and talking about it, its sin and how terrible it is, but we need to be looking at our own sin. And, you know, when I see the, this sin, when I, when I see this wickedness in the world, um, my, my tendency is, is, yes, to condemn it, but I also realize that, Lord, you know, there but by the grace of God go I. And why do I say that? Because there is a source from which all sin flows. From which all those evil actions, that wickedness um, that, that's out there in the world, that there's a source from which it flows, and that source isn't outside of us, it's inside of us. It, it, it comes from within us. It comes from our own desires. It comes from our own thoughts. It comes from our, our own tendencies, our, our own likes and dislikes. That, that there's this inward corruption of mankind that happened from the beginning of time, and we as believers need to recognize it before we go around looking at the sins of others. I look at this, you know, this garden story, and, and, and we all know it um, fairly well. If you spend any time in church, you know it from the time you were in Sunday school when you were a child to, you know, the, the time that, 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 that you were in Sunday school as, as an adult, and reading your Bible at home and, and learning about the Bible, that, that uh, humanity had it good in this wonderful lush garden that God made for them, and then they ruined it all. They, they, they ruined it all. And, uh, and over what? A piece of fruit? Um, I, I think it goes even deeper than that. <clears throat> and, 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 and all these things, they, they point to something greater than, than, than themselves. And, and, and I believe this is a true story. I'm not one of those who says that uh, Genesis 1 through 3 are, are a myth. Um, there are some people that, that say that, um, however true it is, but I, I think it's actual history, especially the way that Adam is used later on in the Bible. I think this is a true story of what happened. And, you know, it, it, it's written in flowery language, yes. It's written in some poetic language, yes. But I think it's, it's very, very true. And, and uh, God gave them a simple test, and they failed it. I think um, the problem with, with, with Eve here was, first and foremost, her self-centeredness. And, and everybody tries to sympathize with Eve. Oh, she was deceived by the serpent. Uh, the, the, sea, the, the, uh, the, uh, the serpent lied to her and she was deceived. But what she did was, was make a decision to reject God in order to satisfy self. And that, my friends, is, is what the root of sin is. The root of sin is, is the satisfying of self over and above what God has commanded and what God has willed. And again, as I said, you know, it's not like Adam and Eve were in some sort of desperate situation here. 
They, they were in the Garden of Eden, the garden that God had created for them out of His love and compassion for them, a place for them to, to uh, live and, 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 and to work. They had, they had work in the garden. They, they, they were to care for the, the plants and the, field, and the fields and the trees and all, all the things that were in the garden. Uh, they were caretakers of it. And God would even visit them Himself, His own presence, would visit them in the garden, it says, in the cool of the evening. God, God met with them every day to commune with His creation. And they, they had an intimacy with God that, that you and I don't necessarily have as, as well today, or, or the world doesn't have today. I think uh, you and I probably, um, as believers, have a close, intimate relationship with God, just not in a garden. <laughs> um, but we, we have that through the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> but there was a, a time when there was no separation between God and man. That, that, that there were no divisions between humanity. That, that there were no um, divisions based on gender. That there were no divisions based on political agendas. That, that there was no um, uh, divisions based on selfish um, schemes and those kinds of things. That there was no wickedness. There was no evil. There was no violence. There was a time when things were just right and perfect between God and His people and between amongst the people themselves, Adam and Eve, the, the first family. And they had everything that they need provi needed provided for them in this lush garden. And yet the serpent was able to plant some doubt into Eve's mind because of the, God, of the command that God gave them. God said you can eat of any tree of, of, of the garden, except the one that's in the midst of the garden. And, 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 and the trees of the garden, that, that included the tree of life for, from which they, they, they could eat from constantly and still, still maintain their eternal life. But there was one tree that contained the knowledge of good and evil. And the devil gets Eve to question her, her um, belief in God and, and to question God's commandment over this piece of nice-looking fruit. And, you know, our, our tendency is, is um, now is, is when God gives us a command or we, we read about a command of God, we tend to want to break it. <laughs> and uh, you know, the Bible talks about this later on, about how the, the, uh, the law actually arouses sin, but only God can save. But anyway, th this, this serpent was so crafty, it talks about here, he was able to get Eve to, to, to be deceived even though she had everything perfect, even though she had everything right, even though she knew God and loved Him and He loved her, <clears throat> even though she had all these nice and wonderful um, things in the garden, all of a sudden she turns inwardly onto herself. And so it says that you know, first of all, she, she, the devil gets her to believe, the serpent here, gets her to believe that, that God doesn't want her to have of this fruit because um, she'll become like him and, and therefore overthrow him, is, is the implication here. And so, so Eve begins thinking, well, God's holding something back from me. <laughs> and the serpent says, you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. 
And here's, here's the catcher, verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. Notice the, the description here. It was all about her personal desires that were aroused for this fruit. Her, her inward will became corrupted because she listened to the serpent. She wanted this fruit. It was desirous to the eyes, it says. It was a delight to the eyes. It was desire to make one wise. It was good for food, good to eat. Everything about this all of a sudden became inviting. Because she listened to the serpent. She began doubting God's intentions. And began looking at all of the pleasing things. All, all the things that, that would make, make, make things pleasing for her. She had had plenty of other fruit in the garden. and Everything there was good. Why not eat from this tree that also looks good and, and being, being delightful and, and, and all that? Now we have to remember too that this was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God placed that there in the garden to help Adam and Eve make a decision. Are they going to follow God's will and trust that He knows what's best for them? That He has the knowledge of good and evil and that He's the one that needs to keep that knowledge and not them? Or are they going to reach out and claim that knowledge for themselves in rejection and distrust of God? We know that they chose the latter. Because all of that, all of that delight, all, all, the, all those things that that, that that fruit offered them, and it, how it would make her wise like God, how it looked good, that, that is the, the source of sin in us. Is, is this idea that I, I want to please myself above all else. I, I, I want to follow my own desires, my own will, my own way. I'm, I'm, I'm going to reach out and take whatever looks good for me and, 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 and ignore God and ignore His will and ignore His way. It was a slap in the face to God. God, yes, God set up this test. And, and yes, they, 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 fought, they, they, they failed this test, but, but God ultimately is the one that set up this test. But He set up this test because, I, and I believe that this is true, that God doesn't want a bunch of mind-numbed robots walking, wandering around who can't make any decisions for themselves. He wanted them to decide out of His love for them to return their love to Him in return. Just like any parent would a child. A parent sets boundaries for their children, not because they want to be tyrants, but because of their love, they want to protect them. God gave them that test and said, you know, choose. Are you going to you know, trust me and be in this lush garden with me for the rest of your lives? Or are you going to take these things for yourself and reject me? And they chose the latter. And of course, you know, Eve gave it to her husband, Adam, and he ate. He was right there with her. Um, you know, I, I think it's interesting, you know, people will read 1 Timothy. And in 1 Timothy, 
the Apostle Paul says, um, Eve was deceived. He says, Adam was not deceived, but Eve, Eve was deceived. Deceived. And some people will take that as Paul being uh, misogynistic. What he's saying is, is that Eve was deceived by the serpent, but Adam, when he took it, he knew full well what he was doing and rejected God anyway. And therefore, Adam is, is just as responsible, and if not more responsible than Eve. Because the, the, the commands of God came to him first, and it was his responsibility to teach his wife. He should have been speaking in her other ear, telling her not to bother with this, not to listen. And he didn't. His, his failure was, is as worse as hers. In fact, any time that, that uh, the fall is mentioned, Adam is the primary responsible person named everywhere else in the scriptures. Adam is just as responsible, if not more responsible, than Eve here in this situation. He should have been the voice pulling her back from, from the edge, and of course he did not. <clears throat> he just took it. He just accepted it. Probably because he believed the serpent too, I, I don't know, but he just, he was handed it and he took it. And, and, and of course we know that this throws everything out of whack. The first thing that happens is uh, they feel shame and guilt because they, they realize that they're naked. Uh, you know, they, 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 they became aware of, of sexual immorality. They, they, they became aware of sexual arousal and those kinds of things. And, and how, how the naked form, you know, invokes that. I, everything just, just begins, begins slowly falling apart. And, of course, being naked is, is one of the things that, one of the metaphors of Scripture later on is that um, when sin is exposed before God, it, it's as if, it, as, as if we're naked before God. Um, nakedness has become synonymous with, with being exposed in our sin before God throughout the rest of Scripture because of this, this scene. And so they tried to hide their bodies from each other, and then when they hear God coming in the cool of the evening, as He all often did, they hid themselves. They hid themselves. Their eyes were opened. They immediately felt guilt because of that sin. And, and, and so the first thing that happens is a separation from God a running away from God, a hiding from God. And God knows, knew perfectly well what happened when He showed up. But he, he starts asking them questions because He wants to see what their response is going to be when, when, when He speaks to them. And he asked Adam, Where are you? And Adam said, I, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I um, was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. <laughs> Sort of like the kid, you know, um, you're the parent, you know that they, they broke the lamp and, and they did it by horse playing and the kid runs and hides and, and you find them and you begin asking them, what happened to that lamp? Same thing. God, God finds the, the, the Adam who was, who was innocent and now, now he is guilt, full of guilt and shame. He finds him. Or, or he calls to him, and, and Adam responds, I was afraid of you. So, th so there we go again. There's another separate. Not only was he hiding because of his nakedness, he was hiding from God out of fear because he knew what they had done was wrong. 
And, and, and therein lies this separation between mankind and God that, that, that people have, have become so afraid of Him. Because God is good and He's not going to allow this sin to go unpunished. They knew who God was. He was the Creator. He was the one who made all things. He was the one who made them. He was the God of the universe and in charge of all things. And yet they, they turned from them. And, and, and the sad thing about all of this is, is that, is that you know, God wanted all these good things for them. He gave them a great garden. He gave them a great place to live. He gave them a, a lush garden. He provided them with the things. He told Adam, it's not good for Adam to be alone. I'm going to make a helpmate for him. He, make, he makes Eve to help, to help Adam. And you know, all, these, all these wonderful things that God has set up, and yet in their hearts, they turned away and rejected it. And the first thing that happens is that they're afraid of God now. They have guilt and shame, and they're, and they're hiding away from Him. And then when God, what makes it worse is that God starts asking questions, and they begin blaming each other. <laughs> you know, Adam says, this wife that you gave me, she, she, took, she made me eat it. She gave it to me. Well, first of all, it sounds like he's blaming Eve there for just a minute. But then you realize he's actually blaming God. He says, this, this woman who you gave me, <laughs> he blames God for what, what's happening to him. Awful. And then Eve, you know, she comes along and she blames the serpent. And as we know from the rest of the story, God curses all three of them. He curses Adam, he curses Eve, he curses the serpent because of what they have, have done in disobedience to God. So now what's happening here is, is that now, now mankind wants to try to you know, discern from themselves what's right and wrong and what's good and evil. And, and whatever I think or feel at the time is right and good because it's right for me. It makes me feel good. It's, it's, it's a delight to my eyes. It's good for food. It's, it's, it's good for making me um, wise. In other words, it's me, 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 me. That's what happens in the garden. That's what happened all the way back then. And that's where the source of sin is, is, is this self-centeredness, self-centered pride. Thinking that, that I am the one who exists and, and, and I can determine for myself what's right and wrong. I am the God of my life. That capital I is one of the worst um, letters in the alphabet. Straight up, like, like, just like a, like a tower. Can't, can't be knocked down, can't be knocked over. And that, that, that's how people view themselves. And, and, and some people have it at different levels. Some, some people have it um, where it's wide open. You know that that person is a prideful, selfish person. Some it's more well hidden. But as the Bible talks about, it's, it's the whole human race. The, the sin of Adam and Eve corrupted the rest of the human race. It, we, we know that in Genesis 4, the story of Cain and Abel, their sons. Cain murdered his brother Abel over jealousy. Later on, sin began spreading so much that by the time you get to Noah, it says that the corruption had so filled the earth with violence that God had to send a flood to wipe, wipe humanity out and start over. It, 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 
it instantly spread and corrupted the whole human race. And all have sinned, the Bible tells us, and fall short of the glory of God. This is what Paul says in Romans 1, beginning at verse 28. It says this, And since they, human beings, did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. This is an even playing field because everyone, all humanity has, has been corrupted because of the sin of Adam and Eve. There is no one that, that can say that I am without sin. There's no one that, that, that can ever say that they've never sinned or that they, that they, they don't have this source of sin within and this corruption. The, the, later on, the early church called it original sin. Uh, Paul, when he was talking in, in, in the, his, the New Testament, he uses the term flesh, not because our flesh itself, physical flesh, is inherently evil, but because um, th there's this um, tendency to want to satisfy our flesh over and against what God has commanded. Some, some translations will call it sinful nature. They'll use either the term flesh or sinful nature to describe it. Whatever it is, it began with the garden. Whatever it is, it's plagued all mankind as the source from which all sinful actions flow. But it comes from this source within. This self-focus, self-centeredness. It's all about me, my flesh, my desires, my wants. And there, there is no way that you and I can escape it except through the power and the grace and the love of God. And the only way to get rid of that, that the sins that, that, that are without and the sinful corruption that is within is, is, is for God, is to allow God to wipe the slate clean. And He does that through the Son, Jesus Christ, in a final climatic way. Jesus is coming in the world. His, his death under the curse of sin, even though he had no sin, his death under the curse of sin broke the power of this, the, the, this self-centeredness, this self-focus. He was completely outwardly focused. He, what he did was for the whole world. His whole ministry was for the whole world. Jesus suffered and died to help us get rid of this sin. He, his death under the curse of sin, even though he was innocent, undid all of that evil that happened. He was, and this is why Paul calls him the new Adam in the New Testament. Jesus Christ restarts, recapitulates is the word we often use, the whole human race so that we can get rid of this source of sinful pride, self-centeredness in ourselves 
and begin loving God and loving others the way God intended from the very beginning. And if you're feeling that, that sting um, of, of a conviction within your heart, the one thing that you can do about it is come to Jesus and say, Jesus, based on your sacrifice, I ask that you forgive me. But not only that, come into my heart and cleanse me and make me a new person. That's the way that, that sin can be dealt with. That's the way this corruption can be removed. And then, if, if, if we're faithful Christians to His Word, faithful to get rid of this corruption ourselves by coming to Christ, it's, it, it becomes infectious as well. And, and will begin to spread through the whole world again. In fact, Jesus talked about the kingdom. He said the kingdom will start as small as a mustard seed, but it will grow into a great tree and fill the whole earth. I, I believe we're, we're in a time period where, yes, evil is increasing, but as God says, grace increased all, all the more. And we have a chance, as we surrender our hearts and lives to Christ, it will begin affecting the whole world around us. But we have to look inwardly. When we see that wickedness and sin out there in the world, when, when we see all the trouble and violence, we need to say, Lord, but by the grace of God go I. Search me, Lord, and help me to live a life free of sin. Help me to live the way that you want me to do in, in righteousness and in goodness and in love so that I can serve mankind better. So I can serve God better. Let's stand.